With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself. And there's some stories I can tell you. I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well. And there's some stories I can tell you. This is the final word daily. Australia versus South Africa, third test SCG, day two. Another rainy day, and Jeff Lemon is going to tell us what happened today in just 30 seconds. 147 for two when Australia resumed. Smith and Kawaja batted through the first session and just carried on doing what they pleased. They put on 209, 30th test century for Stephen Smith. He got out, caught and bowled. Usman Kawaja went on to 195, not out by the end. In comes Travis Head. He wallops 70 off 59 balls. They were tired by that point, the South Africans. Uh, He gets out towards the close. Matthew Renshaw comes in, makes a couple, gets to face a couple of overs. It gets called off 475 for four. Rains again and not much from South South Africa, although there were points where they tried, but they've got a long three days ahead of them here in Sydney. How was that? Very good, actually. I think I didn't time you, but it sounded like you nailed it in 30 seconds. I say, I'm kinder. You could say the same thing every day rather than like actually time me and say 38 seconds or 40 seconds. <laughs> you want more positive reinforcement. That's always, what you- always. That's what I'm always seeking. And Kesha Maharaj has a wicket. So yes. yay, I know. I mean, 402 balls he bowled in the series before he took that wicket. Well, when, when he took the wicket, it was the 402nd. And poor guy had to come and do the press conference now. So he said it was relief. Uh, and you could see it on his face. He actually does not know what's gone wrong for them this series. It's not his first tour to Australia. He struggled, but so have South Africa. Mm. Look, we never expected South Africa to beat this Australian team, um, especially this Australian team in these conditions. But the lack of fight... It's not just bewildering to us, but it seems to be bewildering uh, to them. But again, it um, <laughs> it feels like I'm a little tired of talking about Dean Elgar's captaincy, but some, some decisions that he took today uh, were baffling. I'm tired of watching Dean Elgar's captaincy. <laughs> I mean, you're trying to figure this stuff out, right? And, and I mean, some people have been saying, well, why do I think that Simon Harmer's the best bowler in the world? I don't. Yeah. I just think that he bowled a couple of overs yesterday where he looked good, he looked threatening. So you go, okay, maybe don't take him off after five overs and not use him for the rest of the day. 
And then when you come back on the second day and you throw the ball to a spinner first up, do you go for the off spinner who looked dangerous yesterday who'll be bowling to a left-hander? Or do you go for the guy who's bowled at that stage about 350 balls without taking a wicket in the series and has looked flat and who they've been able to counter easily? That's not saying that Maharaj can't bowl. He's been a good bowler for a long period of time. He's not doing well in this series. Players are allowed to have series when they're not playing well, to have matches when they're not playing well. That's all fine. That's okay. As a captain's job, yeah, you want to back your players sometimes, but you also have to make the right decisions for your side. So... He doesn't bowl Harmer for hours and hours, or so it seemed, mm. uh, through th- that session when, when he finally went to spin today. Then when the new ball comes around, he gives Harmer the ball for about 15 overs with the new ball, while Enric Nokia is standing there going, I think I bowled pretty well with the new ball when we had it at the start of, of this innings, and now here I am with the second new ball not getting a shot at it. I mean, I, I can't make head or tail of the, the Dean Elgar captaincy calls. I know, and even you're right, even before the second new ball, uh, yes, the Maharaj call, and eventually Hama ended up bowling six overs more than Maharaj, I mean, in, in this inning, so he has at this point. So he did have a long ball event. And, and like you said, it, he, he just looked threatening, and the fact that he wasn't carrying any baggage into this test, he's playing his first test of the series, and Usman Khawaja clearly was in two minds on a couple of occasions when Hama was bowling. But he bowled only, what, five overs, like you said. And there was a period when Maharaj was bowling and Marco Janssen was bowling from this end, where the ball finally started to reverse. And Steve Smith, like he did admit, obviously I noticed it before he admitted, uh, he changed his stance. People were wondering what he was doing. He was basically just uh, adjusting for the reverse swing so that uh, rather than stay side on, as he has been throughout this summer, he started going back and across, uh, quite a way across as well. The back foot was going there just so that he could adjust for the late reverse swing so that he had everything covered. Uh, Marco Janssen bowls three overs, bowls a good length. There is enough reverse swing there. Understood Marco Janssen's nearing the end of the spell. He takes Marco Janssen off and brings Simon Harmer on. And then two spinners are bowling in tandem and with a reversing ball for six or seven overs. And then he brings on Kaki Zorabada, uh-huh. by which time it's not doing that much. But yeah. more importantly, Steve Smith, who was very, very scratchy to start with, has got his eye in. He's hit a few boundaries away and he's feeling a lot more confident. Uh-huh. And he's gone back to you know being on top of the world. This, I mean, that's another thing that didn't, make a lot of sense at the time. So I noticed this with Smith as well, that he was going back to the moving across his stumps technique that he'd been deliberately not using this year. He was staying more still at the crease and all of the rest of it. Um, he he looked like he was obviously finding it difficult to time shots off the surface. He played, there were two cut shots that he played to Nokia. One he drags off the bottom edge to cover, the other one he misses as it goes over the top of the bat. So he's not getting the bounce of the pitch. He's not able to, to time his shots. And he starts to look frustrated and annoyed. And then the tell for me is when Steve Smith plays big shots early in his innings. That's when you know that he's not actually feeling right. So the one he plays from Rabada, which, yeah, yeah. which is a length delivery... He doesn't even pull it. He plays it almost with a straight bat, but swats it over mid-wicket, and it races away for four. And everyone on the commentary says, oh, what a great shot. And, and I thought, that's not, that's not a shot that means Steve Smith is batting well. That's a, a shot that means he's uncomfortable. Yeah. You remember the, the way he played when he came back at Lords after he'd yeah. been hit, and he was swatting Chris Wokes over mid-wicket. The way he played against Yassir Shah yeah. in Brisbane in 2019 when he came in after watching David Warner and Joe Burns bat for about three days and, and again started hitting over mid-wicket wicket when he starts taking the bowling on like that early it's not he's not in control and and that 
shows, you know, that actually illustrates that he's not playing well in a way when he's hitting those boundaries. And there were a few shots like that as well. There were a couple of pull shots he took on early. And, you know, up until he was on about 35 or 40, the whole time he didn't actually seem comfortable out there. And only then after that did he start to settle. And so it felt like South Africa hadn't taken their chance to, to try to make him feel yeah. more uncomfortable when he was evidently uncomfortable. They weren't reading the cues of the player. Yeah, they haven't read the game at all at any point during this series with ball or definitely not with bat in hand. Uh, and, and then the second new ball, he gets Nokia gets two overs before the lunch break, the, the ball overs you spoke about. And then they come back and give the ball to Harmer with a brand new second new ball. It, it made no sense. It allowed Steve Smith to settle in. It allowed him to get to 100. And he start, they started scoring very quickly once again in the second session like they had done yesterday. Um, and, and like he just said in the press conference, he was so disappointed after getting out for 104. because uh, He said, I missed out on happy hour. I did all the hard work. I fought mm -hmm. through the battle. Uh, and just missed out on, uh, not just happy hour, but he also said uh, in his head he was planning for India. He said, I don't mean to be rude, but you know, we are going there. So I was planning to play a few more sweep shots and start practicing some attacking strokes against spin. But I missed out on that. And Travis Head instead did what Travis Head does, which uh, he just fed on the South Africans. But and I think we are seeing a batter who was not just batting uh, at a level that we haven't seen him do that before. And uh, you know this, I've seen a lot of Travis Head in Shield cricket and now in Test cricket as well. Uh, but I'll give you one example. There were two boundaries he hit in the same over. I think it was of Rabada uh, or of Janssen, where it's the same length and it, the contact points are the same. It's just, just maybe on top of what a virtual fourth stump would be. He cuts one away for four. Or actually, no, he pulls one away for four, and the next one he just cuts away for four. Same line, same length. That's when you know he, you know, there is something special about yeah. him. But for me, the, the best part about Travis Head was, and I was telling you this just before the tea break, he gets an outside edge to a Hammer delivery that grips on the surface and turns away. And he plays it just the way he was playing spin in Sri Lanka, where Travis Head has this technique where he not, neither plays the ball in front of his pad like that, nor does he go back like Usman Khawaja does and play it kind of uh, you know, at the back there of the back foot. Instead, he kind of plays on the crease. Very, uh, the bat is always next to his pad or behind his pad. And at, often when the ball turns, his hands kind of follow the ball. And that's how he was getting out in Sri Lanka, I remember. And that's what he did today. Got the outside edge. Luckily for him, it kind of ricocheted of the keeper's pads and he wasn't out. But then I thought, oh, this is going to be the test. Not only is it a great opportunity for Travis Head, but the selectors and the team manager would be watching him before that India tour. And then he comes back and plays superbly well. Starts using his feet, uh, starts cutting the ball, using the crease, which he doesn't do very often. Mm. And then hits that wonderful six straight uh, and the ball smacking into the strike, uh, strike screen, side screen at the other end. Uh, it was a sensational innings, one of the many he's played already this summer. Yeah, you saw the, the, the fabric on the sight screen billowing as the ball went straight into the middle of it, you know, proper bullseye stuff. And then they kept bowling short to him. Their fast bowlers keep bowling short to Travis Head, who doesn't mind you bowling short to him. Pull shot, cut shot, cut shot, pull shot, four, 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 four. I mean, he's playing he's playing in the way that Adam Gilchrist used to play. And like, sure, he has to do it for six, seven, eight more summers yeah. rather than just one summer before you can make any comparison in in the actual uh you know the the overall meaning of saying that but in terms of the style it's someone coming in after the top order has already worn down the opposition and then saying okay time for me to have some fun 
And, I mean, talk about foot down. Yeah, 70 off 59. He gets caught on the deep mid-wicket boundary. <laughs> Rossi van der Dusen getting a run on as the sub-fielder. And we haven't talked about Usman Khawaja really no, yet, who's, who's 195 not out overnight, by the way. It's his highest test score. Um, Steve Smith earlier, you will have read these in the match reports, but 30 test hundreds, that means he goes past Bradman. Yeah. Uh, that means he's level with Hayden. That means Steve Waugh and Ponting are the only Australians with more test centuries. Also went past Michael Clark yeah. for career runs in about 30 fewer test matches. Um, and so he's fourth on the all-time runs list. He's got War, Border and Ponting ahead of him. I mean, you know, he's, he's really in the, the all-timers ranking lists there. Kawaja... And, and I found this interesting. So they debut around about the same time. Kawaja brought up his 4,000th run during this inning. Smith is already eight and a half. So he, he's played a lot more tests, but he hasn't played twice as many tests. They're about 92 to 55. So he, Smith has made a huge bulk more runs. Kawaja had those, you know, had years of being not all that productive and he's had middling returns, but now he's in this last this last 12 months of his career where everything's working out for him. So he's made his highest score. He's got a shot at his first test double century tomorrow. Surely they'll you know, bat on for a few overs at least. It would be funny if he got declared on. Um, that's not going to happen, surely. But the way that he played today, I mean, he, he was understated. Uh, but... I liked his decisiveness against spin. He used his feet a lot against spin. That you know, it's been one of his weaknesses, spin in the past. Um, and even when he edged the ball, he did it with soft hands and picked up runs for it rather than putting his wicket at risk. Yeah, it was as sublime as most Usman Khawaja innings we've seen in the last 12 months or so. Uh, you rem you'll remember the 200s he got against England here, which turned his career around, was when he was batting at number five, when Travis Head missed out because of COVID. So today he gets these runs as an opener. So it's like poetic. Almost it's like his life has come a full circle in 12 months. Um, and, and you're right, his play against spin is great. And, and any batter who's been successful in the subcontinent will tell you, it's about finding a method and then committing to it 100%, 1,000%. We spoke about Travis Head and what, how he will deal with spin and if that is his method and if he, if he is going to back himself, it might either come off, it might not. It's when you go there with a double mind is when you struggle. And Usman Khawaja, we saw him in Pakistan and Sri Lanka, Jeff, where uh, he now seems to prefer going right back like a Damien Martin used to do in that, mm -hmm. or especially did during that 2004 tour. Even a Darren Lehman enjoyed playing spin off the back foot or from deep in the crease where he's playing it late. A softer hands and Steve Smith, I asked Steve Smith this question and he said he's just also widened his horizon in terms of scoring areas. It's, it's not just about defending against spin in the subcontinent. It's also about finding ways to get off strike and hit boundaries as well. Mm. He's playing the sweep a lot more confidently. We know he has the reverse sweep. He, he, it wasn't required here because the pitch wasn't turning enough. Uh, so, I mean, we know he's been batting like a dream, but um, it's been a strange summer for him. He's looked good, but not got a big score till now so he's really trying to cash in uh, and he looked untroubled by most guys except that brief spell by who else but Andrik Nokia when he started going short at him and I remember Usman Khawaja was on 165 uh, and he hit him on uh, on the un underside of his bottom hand and, and I thought that was a painful blow it, for a while it looked like mm. it could be something serious it wasn't but it was only literally the eight or nine ball period during the whole day's play, oh, it wasn't a whole day or whatever play we had today, where Andrik Nokia went short that he was slightly troubled, but otherwise he looks good for a big, big, big score.
Just uh, going to take your hair out of your microphone. There we go. Now, the Hall of Fame. That could be a Hall of Fame moment. But our, our favourite moment of the day. What works in a final word sense? Uh, brought to you by woodstockcricket.co.uk. They make the best bats in the world. TFW20 when you buy a bat. 20% off. Hmm. Hall of Fame. I liked the fact that so Travis Head gets out late in the day. Matthew Renshaw finally gets a bat. He's been waiting for years. He's been sitting on the sidelines freezing. It's been raining and terrible for the last couple of days. He's been out there in the cold with his hoodie on looking like a sad kid whose parents have forgotten to pick them up after football practice. And he finally gets a bat and two and a half overs later they come off for rain and bad light and he doesn't get back on. I mean, they have to let Kawaja bat on for a bit tomorrow, but um, I think they just have to bat on so that Renshaw gets a hit. I think Renshaw as a whole <laughs> is the Hall of Fame because he just sat there playing with an umbrella and I'm sure you guys would have seen at one at one point because it was so windy his um, umbrella flipped and the whole turned crowd. inside out. I mean, how much you can't be more of a comedy punchline than someone <laughs> looking sad with an ups, an inside out umbrella. Yeah. yeah, and at one point he looked like he had an iPad screen but it was one of those screens that they used to see the match and nobody was talking to him but for me the funniest bit was when they went off for rain. Hey, also don't forget he comes back to Test cricket after four years, hits his first ball for four. So good return for him, for sure. I would have felt good. But yeah, just a, a pie on, on the hip, nice, oh, nice and easy to help away. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a welcome back, Matthew Renshaw gift. Also, you have COVID, so we'll feel uh, even uh, you know we'll help you out here. But as they were walking off, obviously he couldn't walk off with Usman Khawaja towards the dressing room. So he he waits for Usman Khawaja to walk off first. And then he starts walking towards the South African dressing room because he has to go to his little quarters, which is right behind the South African dressing room. Then the South African team see that. And Dean Elgar says, OK, we'll wait. You go. And then because he, you ha- he's, he has COVID, you go first. And then we'll walk off. So in this strange scene at the SCG, you see Matthew Renshaw leading the South African team off the field. If you had just frozen the frame there, that's what it would have looked like. Uh, so, yeah, Matthew Renshaw, just overall, just having one of those days. Uh, but, oh, look, we, we, we didn't speak about Usman Kawaja's celebration, the little shuffle that he did. And Steve Smith just spoke oh, about... I'm the, sure that will get played to death on, oh, on social media. We don't, we don't need to, nah, we don't need to we beat a dead horse. Like, yeah, of course. Like, yes. Nobody would have noticed, nobody else would have noticed Matthew Renshaw mm-hmm. leading South Africa off the field after having made his debut against them all those years ago. And nobody noticed what you picked up <laughs> involving Glenn McGrath in the media center. Uh, this is real behind the curtain stuff. Oh, this this is, is his test match. It's his town. You've got to get a bit of Glenn McGrath in there. Absolutely. It was a really cute moment where uh, Glenn McGrath's family is obviously always around or generally around during the uh, this wonderful test match. And at one point he was combing his, his daughter's hair, uh, this, this little daughter's hair. And I just noticed him doing it. He was doing it beautifully. There was this nice flow. But because we grew up watching a lot of Glenn McGrath and a lot of cricket, it reminded me of how, especially in the subcontinent, he would stand at the top of his mark and shine the ball. So he had this weird technique. Sorry, can I get up? Yeah. So uh, Uh. he had this very interesting technique, if you guys would remember, where Glenn McGrath would hold his pan down like that and have this very elaborate way of shining the ball, always downwards, always downwards in that fashion. And just the movement of his hands on that comb reminded me of Glenn McGrath shining the ball. (laughs) I'm sure not many other people would have made that analogy or made that connection, but, you know, I just did. Some things never go away. Uh, Time is a flat circle. Right, that's it. That is the final word daily for day two. 
We will be back on day three. That's how daily shows work. If you'd like to support the show, patreon.com slash the final word. And aside from that, Jeff Lemon, Barrett Cinderason from the SCG. We'll see you tomorrow. I protected by the way I'm fenced in. If my future questions, my current senses, that'll be the same we've been doing for centuries. Sorry if I ran out to empty, wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it.